You are listening to Geek Fest Rants on the IC Robots Radio Network. You have located Geek Fest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. You've seen this place. I need dreams. everybody and welcome once again to GeekFest Rants. My name is Carlos Perone and today, as promised, we are going to do our second review of The Last Jedi, Star Wars The Last Jedi. This time around we have Kyle Perone, my son, who will be joining us and giving us his opinion, you know, chat with him and try to present my case and he will present his case. Definitely you're going to get a different, slightly different point of view. I'm trying to give you guys a wide array of opinions, which seems to be what a lot of people are going through with this film. You know, it's not that the like the highbrow uh, reviewers are all on one side. No, it's the fan base that's split, which is an interesting dynamic that you really haven't seen before to this extent. You might have seen a little of it during the uh, prequels and a little bit. Uh, during The Force Awakens, but this time there's a definite, definite split, like practically right down the middle of how people are reacting to this film. And I think in the manner in which, you know, I I explained my position uh, during the last time we talked about this, in the manner that you're going to hear Kyle explaining his, and in the manner that you're going to hear the next one in a few weeks, you're going to get a pretty broad range of where you know, this film is falling in people's opinions. So without any further delay, let's talk about The Last Jedi. What did I teach you? You are the Duke of New York. You're a number one. You will not laugh. You will not cry. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. Can you dig it? Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That! Horn of Satan! <laughs> oh, really? The Force will be with you, always.
All right, now let's get a perspective from Kyle, my son, who went to see it with us when we saw it uh, last week, and he actually got to see it twice already, just like I did. And just like anything else, these type of movies, and I think I've mentioned this uh, in the past, he is pretty much the market audience, you know, the intended audience. Actually, he might be even a little too old for that now because the target audience, I imagine, is kids that are maybe even younger than him. You know, for people like myself who are original trilogy people and even prequel trilogy people to some extent, collectors, that sort of thing, we are not the target market. The target audience is younger kids. So Kyle, at least, is in that end of that spectrum in, in a way, but Let's see, you know, what kind of reaction he had to the film. So, Kyle, why don't you tell me a little bit of what you thought and what you were expecting, and did you get what you were expecting, and, you know, what worked and what didn't work as far as you're concerned? And also, where would this film fall as far as your favorite ones, and even within subsections of the of the trilogies, you know, where does it fall as far as you're concerned? Yeah, like, when I first saw it, I think I went in expecting a little bit too much, like, in terms of, like, I guess, like, I thought they would handle Luke differently. I thought Kylo Ren was going to, like, go full light side. And I think, and I, I thought we were going to learn more about Snoke. So, like, the film disappointed me in some of those aspects just because I was wrong about things, really. But overall, I, I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it fit in nicely with the rest of the canon. I thought it, in relationship to the other films, it felt good. I felt like I was watching another great Star Wars movie. I don't think it was the best one, but I thought it was pretty good. I'd say out of the new films, I think Rogue One is my favorite, followed by Force Awakens and then this one. <laughs> so it's it's not the best. It's, it's, it's my least favorite of the new ones, but it's still pretty good. I thought it was still pretty good. I mean, and overall, I mean, I, I think I like this more than Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And then I think that's about it as far as it goes. So it's, it's, it's low, but it's not awful. I, and it's not bad. It's not okay either. I thought it was still great. I love all of the films. I just find this, this one definitely was not the weakest one. Like some people think. One of the things about this movie that I don't think we've ever seen before, and we might've gotten a slight taste of it, you know, with, with force awakens is the humor. There's a lot of sprinkled on humor in this movie that I found at some points over the top. It kind of brought me out of the movie. It kind of felt like we were watching a skit, as I mentioned in the previous episode, almost like a family guy or a robot chicken kind of quick little skit. How did you react to the humor? I thought the humor was fine. There was just one or two points when I felt like it was too, like it didn't fit into like the Star Wars lore really. Like I didn't feel like characters would use that word like at one point uh poe says like oh look at this big ass door you know and i'm like that, you know i don't think anybody's ever said ass in star wars before i like last time i remember and then it was and then there was a, i forget what the other one was but there was just one other joke that i felt just didn't fit within that like i wouldn't see star wars characters making a joke like that but overall the humor i thought was great it was fine it might have been a little bit too much but Otherwise, it all fit pretty much. What about Luke's demeanor? You know, we, we haven't really seen Luke since Return of the Jedi. We just get a glimpse of him in Force Awakens. If you're used to a certain kind of Luke, a, a very optimistic young, you know, he goes from Star Wars to Jedi. In Jedi, he's more mature, yes, but he's still a very, you know, outgoing, optimistic kind of individual. How did you feel about his... Not necessarily his, not Mark Hamill's portrayal, but 
the way that he was written. Yeah, I, he, uh, you know, a grumpy old guy who wants to die. Like that, that part, I honestly, to an extent, I kind of felt that was what was going to ha- go with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't like his, the way he, his death was handled basically, but everything else was, was, I, I thought that was, was good. What about, and this is one of the, there's like three main controversial aspects in terms of what, what the, the pe- people that are having a, a somewhat negative reaction to the film, the way that it was written. This one is one of those three key ones, and that is Leia's kind of force flying scene uh, where she gets ejected into uh, space because of the explosion, and then she somehow gets revived and kind of flies very still, you know, statuesquely, like, you know, towards the ship, inside the ship, and gets back in the ship, you know, all through the force. Yeah, that that part I had zero problem with. I thought that was beautiful, honestly. Like, that was that was a big uh, standout moment from, like, the whole Star Wars, all the Star Wars films for me was that moment. Because I was in shock, but I was also just amazed by how it all transpired and the way it was shot was beautiful. I know some people are like, oh, it's Mary Poppins Leia. And I'm like, I don't care. That was, it was good. And a lot of people like, cause I've been reading and, and watching a lot like, of people the are shows. saying it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, yeah, the that way whole the, crystallize and you just yeah, kind of stay that, still. That's, that's and, a thing that's been happening a lot in movies in general lately was like anytime they do some sort of space scene that happens like, but that also happened with uh, Kanan and the, in Star Wars Rebels, a similar thing. And I, I forget how he got out of that, but he but he was able to survive that too, you know? And he started getting all crystallized and stuff. I don't think it was as dramatized when he was caught like that. But Well, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that, and let me ask you a question, because this is something that in the past, nobody wanted to step on each other's toes. So in other words, if you're going to have a scene in a movie, now movies are supposed to take precedence over everything else that's yeah. under the Star Wars umbrella. I don't think in the past, and I'm talking about Clone Wars here, that Lucas would have allowed a an episode of Clone Wars to kind of do something that is going to be done in a movie a year later, for example. Yeah. I, uh, there are things here that are kind of like, oh my God, they just redid this whole thing. This is a, I'm not saying they're ripping each other off, but there is a little less control of, of storylines, of, of, of available storylines. Like. I, I don't th- I don't think that really. Um, you think it's coincidence? Coincidence? What do you mean? Like that they that this movie has a scene where a major character gets ejected into outer space, and then Rebels has one a year earlier. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's just the storytelling. That you know, I think they they had a moment to do that. Now, the whole the scene in general, they could have done something different, but but this is what we got, and I liked it. You know, like they could, they could have done something less flary and dramatic but they but you know what about this whole new ability of uh, technical ability that is of the empire to be able to track ships when they're in hyperspace i think that that ability has been planted since rogue one well from, yeah i know that it came out yeah. later that oh, yeah because yeah. well, they they did it they mentioned hyperspace tracking and but nobody I, gave, that's fine nobody i don't paid have, any attention i don't have to a it. problem <laughs> with i don't have a problem with with it i think that's i mean it's gonna be a problem for the rebels, but it's, I don't have a problem with it. There's a new character, I think Vice Admiral Haldo. Yeah. And she's the one that kind of takes over for Leia, you know, when Leia gets hurt. And the way that the character is portrayed right off the bat, she just clashes with Poe. Do you have, you know, how did you feel that about that in terms of 
to me, it almost made you feel the audience watching the movie, you know, Poe is our good guy and everything we see, we kind of see through his eyes, not through Holdo's eyes because yeah. he is a lead more or less. Yeah. To me, she was being portrayed as a as a bad person, not a not an evil, you know, first order person, yeah. but a, just a jerk, a total yeah. jerk. Yeah, I, yeah. That's how what do I was you feel about first. the way that the story was written, where they decided to portray her as a jerk just because she won't tell him what's happening? I think it was like I mean, I I didn't like her character, not because of the way she was portrayed. Like I I feel like honestly, like her being a jerk helped. And the way when she eventually did reveal the plan and when she sacrificed herself, that all helped Poe grow to become a better leader. I just feel like they they didn't have to create a whole new character just to kill her off again, just for that. You know, they could have put... Honestly, I wish Admiral Akbar was in that role. I know his acting might not have been as good, but one of the things that angered me the most about the movie was just admiral akbar and how he just got sucked out no nothing and i i miss him <laughs> well that's, <laughs> I miss him really that's bad the thing yeah. if you if you try to think about it it's like so was the intent of that whole haldo poe thing was kind of a way to show the audience that poe is growing from yeah. a hotshot pilot who does reckless things that leia yells at him about it yeah to the point where even haldo haldo at the end she's like oh i like him it's like no, you don't. You don't like him. You hate this guy. Well, he's no, a jerk. I, 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 you I, think he's a jerk. I think she liked him because he started to understand. And she taught her taught him a lesson, basically. I, I just couldn't understand why would you be teaching a lesson in the middle of this crisis? Yeah. Well, you don't... That's, that's, that's not the time for that's a lesson. Something that's, <laughs> that's something that's done in movies a lot, you know? I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of the big thing is people read too, too much into the into it too much okay it's, i got another question for you yeah. in force awakens we have basically a, a a big important sequence that is a um they need a way to write the characters to have to sneak into a imperial facility and finn is the key because he used to be a first order guy okay yeah. in this movie once again they're in a situation where they need to sneak into a first order facility yeah and guess who Finn, hey, I used to be a janitor. Yeah. I'll get you in. I yeah, know everything. The, yeah. It's like, do, do you have a problem with them kind of repeating no, that same? No, no, that, 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 that makes sense. I mean, like, because I, I know in, the, the, in one of the novels they did, which was Finn's uh, stormtrooper training, I don't, I don't think they go into detail about that, but they just know, like, he gets shipped all over the place, you know? He's seen a lot of stuff. What about Canto Bite? Overall, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to understand when you see the movie that that entire sequence didn't really achieve anything in terms of their mission was it was a failure yeah uh, they didn't find the right guy they found the different guy that that guy betrays yeah. them uh they get caught they get you know the, somehow they managed yeah, to get out but I, but what in your opinion what was the point of going to this planet for story purposes for story purposes I think it, it was just supposed to bring Rose and Finn together a little bit more, but and Canto Bite like itself, like I feel like the music was too earthly. The the casinos itself were too casino-y. Like like they were not. It was not Star Wars enough. That whole area, like the way everything looked was good, but except for like the tuxes, that was ridiculous. But it fits. 
I guess in terms of like the story, it makes sense because they can't win every battle. And that whole mission, yes, it completely flopped. But they lost every battle. Yeah, they, lo- they, <laughs> they lost win everything. any battles. Yeah, but that's, that's, that, that happens, you know? That happens sometimes, you know? What about the, uh, there's a, in Canto Bite, there's a big sequence with these uh, horse, deer, they call them fathiers, I think, or something Fathiers. like that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it, did, how, how did that grab you? I mean, I thought, it, it, sure, it looked a little bit ridiculous, maybe, but I, I thought it was nice. It was something new we really haven't seen Unless, except for like maybe in Rebels, we've seen some stuff like that, or in Clone Wars, we've seen some stuff like that. But I thought it was fine. I th- I felt like it fit. You mentioned a Rose before because yes, this is the so-called ex- well, more or less the excuse to get Rose and Finn by themselves and try to develop something with these yeah, characters. I- Since they go through this whole can't the bite and then they go to the uh, First Order ship, but what is the purpose of getting these two together? Your opinion in terms of. What's the point of getting these two I, to go on a mission? I, I think it's just to bring them closer, just to give uh, Finn a new romantic interest. And honestly, I was fine with Finn and Ray, which would be good. I, I feel like they're trying to pull the card, like the the the, the love triangle card, because that's what gets all the, the fangirls excited with... <laughs> Like, like, cause I know like, like online, I see all like the, all the fan art of like, like Ray and Kylo and then Poe and Finn, like they're trying to ship Poe and Finn too. It's just, I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't really care how it ends up. I just don't want them to focus on it too much. You know, like. Didn't you get this? I got this weird vibe from Rose, at least at first that she might be a little crazy because like. Yes, she's hysterical crying at first, but then she's like the super fan of Finn. It's like, I love Finn. Oh, Finn's the best. You're, yeah. you're, you're the greatest. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, but you're escaping. I'm going to zap you now. It's yeah. like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> she She's like all over the place. She can't focus, you know? I mean, I, I, I liked her character though, honestly. Like I know some people are like, they're comparing her to Jar Jar. I'm like, no, no. she's not, nothing like Jar Jar. She's, she's just, great. Again, I don't think a, she's the best character ever, but, but she she's, doesn't, she's good. As far as I'm concerned, she's she doesn't really serve a particular purpose other than what you said before, the this, the force love triangle. Because I guess yeah. somebody said that you got to throw a love triangle I also, in there. I think, uh, this is going to slightly off topic, but at the end... And with, I don't think Finn is attracted to her i don't think you know I, yeah I, I, she I kissed see, him i don't yeah, know but i, don't I see, feel like somebody's gonna get upset i don't see any chemistry especially from finn from her i kind of see it almost like yeah. a stalker kind of oh weird yeah, a little you know, bit like yeah the I actually, crazy now, girl now that we're talking about this a little bit i'm <laughs> seeing like, that oh yeah. crap here she comes oh <laughs> my god pretend you're not yeah. here yeah oh hi how you doing yeah. you know that kind of i kind of get that that's but, what i get out of but, him but um but like at the end, I saw, I noticed uh, Poe and Ray for the first time acknowledging each other. Right now, and I, I think they're gonna. Are they supposed to? It's like oh, they're trying to set come them on. up. And I, I mean, I could, I, I think that could work too. But I mean, honestly, I kind of want Finn and Ray. That's what I want. But that's going into the whole love triangle crap. That yeah, who I, knows? I that mean, I don't want really. The, the problem you know? is that the problem is that, and this is an overarching problem here, is that. The way this movie is structured, the way that somebody decided, Kathleen Kennedy, whoever, somebody in charge, they decided that every director gets to rewrite everything. There is no ongoing... um, There might be an an ongoing detail as to when certain characters will die. In other words, first movie, get rid of Han Solo. Second movie, get rid of Luke. Third movie, get rid of Leia. 
that's the whole purpose of these films is to get yeah. rid of the old yeah. to give the new ones. So my, my problem is that you you can kind of say well, somebody made a plan that first, you know, Finn meets Ray, and now Finn meets Rose, and then in the third film, he'll he'll choose one of the two, and the other one will end up with Poe. Okay, great. But guess what? I don't think so. I think the way they structured the film is that everything, except for how they get rid of characters, main characters is up for grabs yeah which is one of the biggest issues that i had with the with this film i don't even think that the uh that the character deaths are a hundred percent planned out i think i'm sure it's recommended but it's not the only ones that are set in stone are the old the the big three those big original three han solo luke and leia those are planned out and i i also think that the uh the anthology movies are more planned out even though, I mean, they have had director problems, but I think those are more planned out than the actual trilogy ones. Because, again, well, the anthologies have the luxury of not having to answer to anybody. Yeah, they don't really. have to make sequels to themselves. Right, they're not, they they're, just, right. They hopefully fit within the world of Star Wars, kind of yeah. like, you know, Rogue One fitted perfectly. Yeah, I loved Rogue One with that, uh, yeah. But you don't have to spend, you, you don't have like 17 items that have to fit with Rogue One, you only had like two items, maybe, that had to fit into yeah. into Star Wars more because they decided to go that way. That doesn't mean that the rest of these standalone films are going to go, you know, butt end against some other movie. It's not like you have a movie that's going to be, this movie ends and it's the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back. No, no, no. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're purposely doing that. This Han Solo movie that's coming out, I have a feeling, well, I mean, it's no mystery. Yeah, He's younger. Yeah. So it's not going to fit perfectly I don't think against it's, I don't think it's going to like set up like a new hope or anything. No, no, it's, no, no. no. It's it, not going to set up anything. Yeah. It's just going to be an origin story, essentially. Right. Here's a question for you. As well, we were talking about Canto Bite. Uh, the character of DJ, once again, you have a... Uh, somewhat of an A-list actor, more or less, A-minus, maybe, a very important actor playing a character. What was the purpose of his character? I was supposed to help fail the mission, essentially, you know? And <laughs> Help he, fail the I, mission, wow. It was, I guess, I feel like it wasn't, like, he was just there for flair, I guess, just to add that, like, small, not like, sli- like, add the slicers technically into there, because now that, like, slicing is canon now, because originally it was mostly Legends stuff, and, like, now, now officially, there's a there's slicers like that's the official term for a Star Wars hacker now, and the character I thought it, it, it fit well. That's the something I say a lot is things fit well. I just, you, I mean, you you didn't have to get Benicio del Toro to play him. You could have just gotten anybody to play him because he wasn't in there that long anyway. Did, did the stutter bother you at all? No, the stutter was fine. It wasn't. I thought it was a nice touch. It, it drove just, me crazy. <laughs> it felt forced. It felt. Almost disrespectful, if you will. I mentioned this before. A stutter on a character only works in certain ways. If you're trying to make a crazy comedy, I feel it like works. The, I feel like the stutter is be, is like as if it was from a drug user. Like he's a drug user. Like like you know the, oh, the death stick guy. Yeah, I feel yeah, like no, he probably takes a lot of that's death sticks. Fine, that's fine. But what I'm, I'm just thinking. saying, uh, there are certain places where a stutter fits. But there's certain places where it's almost, it's almost like, um, I'll tell you what, it's kind of like the, and, and this is something that Star Wars used to do this all the time. All the bad guys are British, mm-hmm. basically. They have a British accent. Why? Because that's an old thing from the 50s and the 60s when they used to make World War II films. And the Germans, guess what? They were all English. 
because you can't have movies where Germans are speaking German because nobody understands anything. So when a German soldier, for example, is speaking in English, they have to give him an accent. And a lot of times it's British. Everything is British, 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 British. Here, you give the shifty guy, the guy who you don't know whose side he's in, a stutter. And I think it's just, it's unnecessarily offensive almost, as far as I'm concerned. I, I didn't really care. And he was basically, they did. They basically did a reverse Lando. He's the shifty guy. He's oh, my yeah. friend. Oh no! Wait, what are you doing here? Oh wait, he's not my friend. Oh, I'm your friend. How you doing? Oh, he is my friend. Oh, he betrays me. Oh, he's not my friend. Oh, he lets me go. He is my friend. Yeah, I read Ryan Johnson originally <laughs> wanted Lando for that role. That like, would have been horrible. That, yeah, that would have been horrible. bad. I would have been really pissed. Been, then that, it would have been one of the worst Star Wars movies. That, that would have been case. so much worse. But yeah, are we to think? that we're going to see this character again in the future? Maybe. I'd, I'd be I'd be up for it. Like, if he pops up again. Because, like, I feel like he, he'll play both sides. So, like, he'll be good maybe the next movie. Let's say he pops up and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. And then he'll be like, oh, no, I'm not going to help you. But then he'll help you again. You know, there's people like that. One of the uh, previous... Like, he's like he's like Honda Wanaka. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but you know what, Kyle? Honda Wanaka is ridiculous. It's a cartoon character yeah, but that like is just—it's a weekly. I hope he shows up in a movie. He's but great. It's, it's, <laughs> but this is the problem. The movie seems to grab so many over-the-top, ridiculous things that normally you can get away with on a cartoon. But this isn't a cartoon. This is supposed to be a little more serious, a little more canonish, and that's the problem. Is that. And it's going to happen later in one of these things I'm going to mention. It's like, this would never happen in a movie, but this would happen in Rebels or it would happen in, you know, where where you're expecting, you know, the age of the audience to be way, 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 way I younger. I just, I feel like, like, it's because we're getting new stuff. Like, back in, like, the Phantom Menace and stuff and when, I mean, or like the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, we've seen new force powers that weren't seen. Like, we saw Yoda basically deflect the force lightning from uh dooku and from the emperor and he like like held it like a ball and right. we seen but that happened within a trilogy and we saw like for the f this was the only time we also saw it was qui-gon and obi-wan i thought this was stupid but they did it anyway uh, like a force speed run if you see if it was like for a second they just dodged all the things by doing a force speed run there's new stuff. Let it's, me ask you okay. uh, something else here. Uh, Force Awakens. We got a brief, brief glimpse at the Knights of Ren. What are the Knights of Ren? Well, we don't know yet. 100%. We're theorizing that it's the um, some of the kids that Kylo Ren took with him that he didn't kill when uh, he left Luke's uh, temple. Let me ask you another question. If you never found out, like, let me put it this way. If the Knights of Ren were never mentioned again, would that bother you? Yes. By the next movie, we don't have some sort of answer to that. I'm going to be a little bit upset. What about the visions that Rey had in Maz Katana's uh, basement when she grabbed the lightsaber? She saw stuff from Empire Strikes Back because we saw that, you know, we saw it. She saw stuff from her younger years. She saw the Knights of Ren. She saw Luke in the, you know, rubble, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get deeper into those visions or... That's it. I think we will with the new movie because I'm going to probably say this a lot too with the new questions you're asking, but since J.J. Abrams is coming back and he directed Force Awakens, I'm sure he's going to try to steer everything back onto the way that he was trying to, he would have gone with it, you know? But don't you think that's not bad filmmaking. Well, don't you think that's bad planning and I bad that, overall yes. filmmaking? Yes, it is. It's a trilogy. You're supposed to have a vision, a constant vision. 
Yeah, I you agree. Can't with, just like, I agree with that. They should do that, but at the same time, for me, it hasn't gotten completely south yet. Mm-hmm. The new Han Solo movie, I'm worried though, because of some bad planning, but that wasn't continuity planning. It was just bad directors, possibly bad acting. Well, that's you know? that's one of the worst fears when you're watching a movie that you know switched hands is a review that says this movie feels like it's two different directors doing two different things. That's the worst nightmare. That's what, that's what Justice and, League was. And hopefully me. that won't happen to, to the Han Solo movie. But here, it's like saying I'm watching a trilogy that seems to change gears in between chapters. It's like, okay, well, maybe that's... Let me just jump to another subject, Yoda. Not so much in terms of why he's there and how what he does and what his purpose is, but how did he look to you? Did he look okay? I liked the way he looked. I appreciate the fact that they went to the Empire Strikes Back molds for him. The only thing I wish they could have done no, was... No, they were uh, Return of the Jedi molds. Oh, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I wish, though, that they had him a little bit more transparent. And I did have a problem. I know this is really nitpicking, but he hits Luke on the head with his cane. First of all, how does he physically hit him with that. Okay, well, think about this. Because he never physically hits... Because, like, Luke, when he's in his weird spirit form against Kylo Ren, he doesn't hit him, ever. Yeah, but remember, Luke kissed Leia's top of her head. Yeah, that and too. And she felt that. Oh, that's weird, yeah. So... Maybe maybe they're just getting stronger as they're being... I guess it's, it's, it's more of this coast. new powers thing, where they're giving us new powers. Like, I I, I could see if, if they do it in a way where it's like... Okay, they've been the longer that they've been force ghosts, the more that they're learning about what the ability does and how it how it can affect the uh, the mortal world, let's say. Then I'm okay with that. If they go into a little bit more detail with that, then I'm okay. But if they just put this out there with no explanation in the next like in the next movie they don't explain it, then I'm going to have a problem. Why do you think Yoda did not didn't make it clear to Luke when he burned down the tree? that the books were already gone. I think he was speaking in riddles like he usually does, you know? When I first saw Yoda, I wasn't sure if I was looking at a CGI or a puppet. It looked like a combination of both. I think the CGI that you were seeing was just the the, 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 glow? the blue glow. That's what I thought. Well, the other problem, I wish he was just more translucent, like he was the, in The Return other problem the is that we had never really seen him in that kind of a lighting scenario. You know, we saw Yoda from Empire and That's he looks true. very yeah, never... outdoor bright. I mean, you're in a swamp, but it's a very brightly lit. And then we saw him in Return of the Jedi in the hut and he's just already practically half dead already. So yeah. he's kind of lit a certain way. Here they lit him completely different. And to me, I couldn't tell. I'm like, is this a puppet or is this a CG? It looks like a, it's moving like a puppet, but... It doesn't seem to well, have... I Also, I just think like... Because I was thinking that at first too, but then I was like thinking, I'm just like, it must be just because we've seen so much like CGI and stuff like that before. Yeah, we don't trust anything anymore. That, yeah, we do, like... like is I'll that tell really you, him? I'll tell you something funny. This is something that happened to me through and through the first time we watched the movie was that every time I, I would get stuck on something that bothered me, it would take me a long time to get off of that subject mentally. Yeah, I, I would get stuck on it, that, yeah, and then I, I would have to jump back in the I movie. I had that problem too in the first time. The second I time, it, I kind of kind of went with the whole thing. Yeah, the and second I, and time, it was easier I was to relax. Watch. Yeah, but one of the problems I had with Yoda, and this is really ridiculous. Okay, think about the Yoda that, that they used in this movie, especially when you're looking at him, you know, from the front of his face, not the back of the front. Well, remove his ears. Oh, there's dear. there's a lady that I sometimes see at work 
who reminds me exactly of Yoda, except for the years. And she has that same chubby little cheeks and round little face and very, you know, like almost... Yeah, you told me this. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't get this woman's face out of my mind while I'm watching Yoda. And I'm I'm trying to concentrate. And uh, yeah, that was really weird. I I, I wish I could point her out to to somebody because I'm like, I'm not crazy. She looks just like Yoda. I'm going to... You need to get a picture. I got to get her to put on Yoda ears and then take a picture of her. I wonder if she'd go for that. Probably not. And probably Just have get, Star Wars like one of your yeah, movie night. You that's think. bad, and that'll probably get me fired. So we don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, probably. Would. Anyway, let's move on from Yoda. Pose mutiny. So the whole point of this, keep keep saying it to yourself. The whole point of this is for Poe to learn to be a good leader. He forms a mutiny, basically. Yeah. You don't recover from a mutiny. You don't get forgiven for a mutiny. That's okay. I mean, how do you feel about that? He goes really, really, really... I mean, short of killing a Holdo himself... No, he wasn't going to kill her. I know, but mutiny. That's basically what you did. From a writing perspective. Yes, it was a little little bit more complicated than it needed to be. I mean, come on. Just... I I mean, it felt Star Wars. It felt like a Star Warsy mutiny to me, but still, like... I know it sounds like I'm really trying very hard to defend this, but I, it felt right. It felt natural to me. I didn't have much of a problem. I felt like it was a little bit too complicated, but okay, I, I'll give it, you. I'll give you another one. Felt fine. Phasma. Yeah, that was a little bit of disappointment. Phasma. We met Phasma in the last film, and yeah. she's this batty uh, stormtrooper-ish in charge type of shiny, bright, yeah, chromey yeah, person. And they just they just did a. She shows up here. She does two, three lines. She throws a couple of punches and That's she it. falls in a pit of yeah, fire. She might as well have been just one of those action figure exclusives at Toys R Us that uh, they were trying to build, like the executioners. <laughs> I mean, is is she the uh, is she the Darth Maul of the uh, of this film? The the holy crap! This is a great looking character, and we're not going to do anything with. Yeah, but she's another Boba Fett. <laughs> she's just... uh, I think Boba Fett. Got, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to figure out is that is this is they this just, it. And the problem with this this whole thing is that it's almost like I have to ask the same questions to different people. It's like, J.J. Abrams, what was your point of Phasma? And then uh, Ryan Johnson, what was your point of Phasma? Is Are we dealing with two different people who have two different purposes for these characters? And it depends on... Because theoretically, I mean, Phasma could show up on the next film. Oh, she's okay. She fell in the fire, but she was protected by the armor. Do they, they could have done. They could do that. It would be a little bit much if they remember. Did that. She survived being thrown in a apparently in a garbage chute, That's and true. then the whole Star Killer base exploded, and somehow she got out of that whole whatever. So they could ridiculously write her into the next film in the same manner that they, they ridiculously they, wrote her into this and and wrote her out of this. Like they, they could. I mean, I it, they would have to hand. They would have to find some really good excuse to bring her back again. Why make this so difficult? The writing process shouldn't be this hard. Yeah, I feel like because originally Colin Trevorrow was going to take on the reins of of the third one, so they were gonna, yeah. they were all three of them were gonna just completely do something. But now that JJ's back, I'm sure you're gonna see a lot of things that are gonna get that were undone. We're gonna get redone again. I don't know. Who Which knows? Could, I, that's the whole point. That's my whole point. My I point just, if I, I, this feels to me like. New director comes and they spin the wheel of writing and wherever wherever it lands, that's where the story goes. Yeah, we've never had this problem with Star Wars because well, Lucas was always in charge of the story. Yeah, like like even with the other movies that were 
um, well, even that the, he he didn't direct right, them, the original, but, but he was still in charge. Right, of he was everything. he was hovering over everybody, and, and especially, especially during the prequels, and especially during story. The story yeah. was the most important and thing. And Clone Wars too. He was right. he was there through the, through every episode. Yeah. He would say yes, no. That's why that's why yeah. I was saying before about if you're going to be using this element a year from now, don't use it. in the remember when Clone Wars was first put together, and Filoni used to talk about how there are certain things Lucas says you can't touch this, you can't touch that. Don't even ask me about this character. And later on, he would like say, "Okay, now you can use this, or now you can do that." Yeah. It wasn't just a free for all of here's the uh, the entire Star Wars encyclopedia go crazy. Yeah, I think now they're in go crazy mode. I I agree because like ever since Rebels came out with like, there's been all those new mystical force powers that's come up, and it is too much sometimes for me, but like at the same time, it's just like I like the new stuff that's coming out. But sometimes there's a little bit too much new at one time, or there's a little bit. Do, do you separate all these things in your mind, or is everything there's to some... you just one big blob of Star Wars? Everything is, but I do sometimes separate things. But I, but I always eventually find something online that convinces me that it's okay, or I, or I rewatch Clone Wars or Rebels, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? No, this fits. This is fine. You know, like. Some things are ridiculous, but I mean, it's 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 not. You can't take things too literally and realistically with Star Wars, too. At the same time, you know, like, I mean, if, if there's a point though when there's a somebody literally just like I know how you said Leia was flying, she wasn't flying. She was just using the Force to to nudge herself by grabbing the door, just nudging herself forward, and gravity just took her the rest of the way. Because once you... That's what happens in space. If you, if you like, grab the doorknob, let's say there's a doorknob in space, you just pull the doorknob and push yourself forward, okay. you know? I, I tried to make this point I've off, had this conversation I, with you before. I've, I've had to, <laughs> I tried to make this point off air with you. She flies through space. She enters the exploded ship side goes through that whole area that's yeah. pretty much empty except for the flying garbage everywhere because yeah. it's all empty she reaches a glass door kind of thing she oh, puts God. her hand on the glass door kind of thing we cut to the other side of the door with poe and finn and everybody going oh my god she's here we gotta help her they press the button the door goes shush and then they're wheeling her into a med bay or something if you open a door where the other side of the door is space, guess what's going to happen? I think Everybody will get I, sucked out. I think there There's was something an, called an airlock. Yeah, I think there was an airlock. You just didn't really see it. Or it was like, a cutscene. Well, one door was open, but the other no. one was closed, and then they closed it. No. But they didn't show there it. There were no multiple doors. There was I, I an explosion was. in the room. I think there Everything was. Everything was in pieces. Okay, fine. You can pretend Whatever. it was. Even if there wasn't, there doesn't matter. But it's Star you know Wars. What? Leave me alone. Here's the thing. <laughs> That would have been such a stupid, simple thing to do. Yes, that would have been a... They could have created, uh, which they've done in the past, when they have an open area without a door to the outside, guess what? There's a shield. So you see the effect of some kind of magnetic yeah, shield. Yeah, that's what they do in Clone Wars and Rebels. Right, they right, always right, had right, a shield. Right. And yeah. you, you always... Some goofy shield. Guess what? That's all they had to do was put some sort of shield look. So it kind of makes a little sense. But why are we trying to make sense here? Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, here's a, another one of those three gigantic plot holes that, that most people uh, of my persuasion <laughs> are falling into. Snoke's backstory. Yes, that was the most disappointing thing um, for me. Okay, we have The Force Awakens. There's a bad guy who's Kylo Ren, and the bad guy has a boss. The boss is pretty powerful, 
Okay, yeah, okay, he's pretty powerful. In this film, the boss is very powerful. He's got some. He's got he's, force light. He's got some Jedi Sith kind of powers. I but mean, he's not a Sith. He's not a Sith. Well, how do we know that? Because he's he's. I think they said or something like that, or the Visual Dictionary said. Uh, it too. Uh, uh, we don't okay. want, we don't go to the movie with the Visual Dictionary in our hand. Okay, we go to the movies. I, he's not with a Sith. Though. Maybe popcorn he's, in your lap. He's not a Sith. Though. We don't we don't know anything. We don't know anything. But we, we don't know anything. You go to the movies and you watch a movie. You don't have a guy there sitting with a visual dictionary telling you, and in chapter four, we see the picture of Snoke, and he's not a... No, no. Okay. He's got all these powers. So he's a pretty big, powerful kind of guy. He looks weird. He looks bizarre. He looks like nothing we've ever seen before. So he's not a... Uh, he's not a man of man He's not a hammerhead, you know. <laughs> he's some weird new thing that looks... Looks weird. Looks like manufactured almost. Like he hasn't completely formed yet or something. He looks bizarre. I think he's a little overcooked. <laughs> Either over or undercooked. I don't know. We know that he tempted Kylo Ren and, and kind of turned them into a dark kind of Sithy kind of being and taught him all these things that are dark side-ish because he was training with Luke learning stuff but then somehow i don't know on the weekends i guess when he was screwing around with his friends you know in some other planet that's where he must have met snoker so whatever so snoke is this guy that seems to have a plan now he's not some guy that for example that kylo ren is friends with and they hang out and they they talk about stuff no this is the guy that's in charge of the whole freaking First Order. So this guy is a powerful, important person. He's so powerful and important that he's got an entire freaking army under his thumb. Yeah, I, I don't... What's his backstory? We don't know. <laughs> Why not? Because we I, it's, we, we just don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not trying to defend anything here. I just, we don't know. And I'm it, admit, that's the thing that I do have a serious problem with that's the thing i have the most problem with in this movie is that we don't know who snoke is do you think he's dead i think it it could be that he's dead or that he could have some sort of sith not sith power because he's not a sith but some sort of dark side power you that think allows he could him regenerate? to regenerate he's a clone of himself oh, or, or, or something because we have clones i think he could be a clone i got a question for you he claims which i don't we all believe him, let's say, mm -hmm. that he's the guy that allowed Ray and Kylo Ren to make those connections. Yes. He's the one that like turned it on, let them connect to trap her into coming to, to you know the yeah. end of the movie. At the end of the movie, after he's dead, they see each other again. They connect again. Yeah, that's that's that gave me. Does a, that mean? Like, yeah, and 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 I never got the feeling that either one of them was initiating because to me it almost looked like they were both surprised that they were connecting again. Maybe, yeah, maybe he it's almost, is almost like like when you you know knock knock and you're like uh, you know they were both kind of like uh. <laughs> yeah. So my question is is that was that Kylo Ren uh, getting used to that power, uh, being able to 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 use that power. It definitely wasn't Ray because Ray was like, huh, what's this kind of look? And then she kind of yeah. screw it. You know, I'm not talking to you type of thing. So does that mean he's still alive? Maybe. Was he a, was he a force projection just like Luke was a force projection? I don't think he was a force projection. I think that he's maybe a clone or something along those lines. Because you saw his body there. His body didn't disappear. It was there. It was 
gross, <laughs> you know? So Right, but I'm, I'm saying, well, the body would disappear only if he died for real. Like Luke or Obi-Wan or Yoda, they died, they disappeared. Yeah. But he didn't disappear. He was just a blubbering, massive... Well, then maybe he would... Well, because this... I mean, I know I'm talking about the Sith here, even though he's not a Sith. But the Sith don't know how to come back as a ghost. The, the Sith can't come back as a Force ghost yeah, unless... But you, you originally said he wasn't a Sith. I know, but like, the, the, but he wouldn't know how to use the Jedi power because it's a Jedi power to come back like that, you know. But we're not saying. But I'm not even saying he's dead. I'm saying, is it possible that he's just projecting his image during that duel, sitting there I, twiddling I his thumbs? I think that's a little too complicated because then he would have to project himself falling apart, and that would be ridiculous. No, I think he's. I think it's. I think he. The only way you can bring him back, I think, is that he has a clone, or if somehow they give him a Force Ghost ability, which I would be a little bit disappointed with because that's reserved for the Jedi. Yeah, they haven't established that yet. Well, again, if you go, you know, batshit crazy into Clone Wars and Rebels, remember, there were these planets where the Darth, uh, whatever the hell his name is, is still like a ghost running around there and the, oh, well, evil, that's he's and the evil Yoda and the, all these other weird Yeah, that, well, that's because the, they weren't actually those I remember reading they're like like Dave Filoni's stuff and things that he said and stuff. They, those weren't the actual like like they had Darth Bane appear in yeah, one of the last Clone Wars episodes, but that wasn't actually Darth Bane. It was just a, a dark side trick, basically. It was just a dark side of the Force, right? Making projections. Well, what's but it, keeping? But it wasn't what's actually keeping him. this director from saying, "Okay, I'm going to create a dark side uh, widget, <laughs> whatever." I just, I just made it up. They could deal with it. Yeah, they, they, he could, <laughs> unless they if if he handles it right, I could I could be on board with it. It depends on how they handle and it. And if we know if we never hear a word from Snoke again in the next film, yeah, then I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> like, because literally, like this movie, it's I thought itself it was good. It felt Star Warsy. It was good, but it does set up a bunch of good things for the next movie. But it also sets up a bunch of possibly bad things that could happen if they are not addressed not even necessarily corrected but just addressed you know the third <laughs> oh god for the, the for the jury please consider the third i'd say third point of contention that people are having including myself kylo ren in an attempt to turn her to the dark side or whatever that freaking side he's on mm -hmm. kind of throws her in her face that oh by the way and you're always whining and bitching and moaning about your parents guess what your parents are nobodies they were a bunch of junk traders that I, they were a bunch of drunks and they sold you for drinking money and they died somewhere that, and they buried in the blah 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 that yards. was kind of always my theory was that they, her parents were just drunk traders like she's just she just popped up with the forced ability that's it I, that's what I always thought um, but he could be lying okay so let me ask you some questions now during The Force Awakens, we never see her parents. No, we see their ship take off. Right. As a matter of fact, they specifically, when she has their, her memory flashbacky thingy, th they purposely never show you their face. Yeah. But you kind of hear they're there. You know, you kind of hear her screaming. <laughs> Why? In other words, my, my, I'm trying to ask you a question you can't answer. Why did they not show us their face? That is something... That even if they're supposed make, to be nobodies, yeah, that's that, that's what what's makes the me, danger of having their face shown because it's, it's it, in would, the it last doesn't movie. it doesn't make it um, concrete like it's not like like they don't 
shove it in your face. This is how it is, you know? It, they, it still leaves a little bit ominous, you know? Like, there's still a chance that... That what? That Kylo Ren was lying. When Han Solo is in, in Maz Katana's... Uh, Maz Katana's cast, castle, yeah. C- castle. At one point, she's like, so what's her story? And he's like, oh, cut. They cut. Almost as if he was about to tell her what was Ray's story. Like, where's she? Where is she? Where is this girl? And he was like, he was almost like, I don't want to talk about this right now. And they cut right there on purpose. That's, that's true. That's a trick. That's an editing trick. Yes. Because they want you hanging. So, okay. So, they hung us now. We've been hanging for two years. You have this non-showing of the face being very, who are the parents? And Han Solo seems to kind of know something that he's not letting the audience know, but he's I, telling I, Maskatana about I, it. Originally, when I interpreted that, I mean, I could see how that could be possible. But the, when I originally interpreted that scene, I just thought he was like describing the adventure that was already unfolding. Like, oh man, I met these people. Like, they just came from Jakku and they took and they had my ship. And uh, he doesn't want to go into detail about what just happened again, you know. But he, once again, it could it could have been that he knew something, but we we don't know. I don't. Honestly, I don't really care about that specific scene. Doesn't know? matter. Okay, so if JJ now turns around in the next movie and all of a sudden she is Lando's granddaughter, you know, yeah, that, she that would have been a little weird. Jabba's yeah. sister. I, I don't, don't know. care. Whatever. If he comes up with something new, then if it depends on how they handle it. If they if he handles it in a good way that fits in seamlessly, I'd be okay with it. But if if he makes this whole conjoint weird crazy thing where it's like oh it's grievous's left leg had a baby or so like then then it would be insane like if he really if it feels forced then it would be a problem i, I would be more proud though if he just because this is also kind of what i want i just want her to be on her own like i don't want her to have be obi-wan's daughter or something like that you know if he instead just solidifies the fact that yes they were just junk traders they were then that would be impressed me the most out of all the other things that he could do. Earlier we were talking about um, how, to me, there are certain scenes that belong in a cartoon environment and not in a movie. There's a scene uh, when when uh, Finn and Rose are being rescued by BB-8. BB-8 is hiding inside an ATST and he starts shooting at the troopers and oh my god oh, and all of a sudden the top of the hatch kind of yeah, explodes. The hatch part, yeah, that and, felt And you get cartoonish. to see BB-8 now uh, because obviously if you don't blow up the hatch you never know BB-8's inside. Yeah, I feel like if they didn't blow off the hatch that would have made it less cartoonish it was it wasn't the fact that bb8 was piloting it that was fine i was okay with that it was just the fact that the hatch magically just popped off in the most weirdest like convenient way i found it ridiculous that droids are not supposed to i mean i know battle droids is different because they're manufactured for battle but these are not battle droids i found it ridiculous that you would have a droid in such an aggressive uh, you know flight piloting a ship kind of a thing where he's just shooting at things to me it reminded me of chopper yeah again chopper over R2, the top r2d2 does that cartoony. too no r2d2 doesn't go around shooting things Wait, but he goes around lighting battle droids on fire with gasoline and crap. that's different because that's the prequels the and that's and that and that even seems it's, over it's the top star to me. wars-y a spunky droid like like a, a K, k2so i know he didn't go as 
crazy with it, but like, yeah, he was well, like. Well, K2SO was a security droid. Yeah, like, usually he'd be like and, walking around right. and then he'd just like go like. Right, but you know, this, like, it, to me, yeah. it's it almost seemed like a video game. Like, oh, look, look what we can make uh, BB 8 do now. He's on top. He's he, Now he's piloting. What's next? He's going to pilot a NATAT? <laughs> Is he going to pilot a, a TIE fighter? I, I, I'd look forward to that, honestly. I mean, it would be, uh, be fun. I, I like seeing stuff like that. That's very uh, Star Wars y to me. We mentioned the, the, the Rose Kiss, which. It seemed, I mean, I don't know, maybe everybody saw it coming, but it's like, oh, why add an all, extra all layer? All I'm going to say is that it was definitely coming more from Rose than it was from oh, Finn. Oh, no kidding. De- definitely. If Finn was like, <laughs> you know? And how did you feel about the, uh, I keep bringing up the fact that Kanto Bite was just a waste of time, but is it possible that the only conceivable reason was to be able to introduce these kids that are maybe they're orphans oh, yeah. uh, are they orphans are they those. slaves yeah. are they think, whatever the hell that, they are i think that definitely was a factor but and I, that at I, the I, at the end of the movie yeah. we have this these three kids that are playing with like a little doll of luke skywalker and you know the legend of the jedi master skywalker and then the guy comes yelling look at here. so one of the kids goes outside and he levitates the the broom and he 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 has the secret dakota ring with the rebel symbol yeah. on it and he puts the broom up like a sword and we're all supposed to get all Teary, I, I guess. Of, oh, look, it's the Jedi. Whatever. What does that whole thing mean to you? I think it means that the next movie, there's, they're gonna probably have to do a time jump to, to say these are the future Jedi, and this is, and Ray is gonna bring these people to like and train them. You know, I just think it also, yeah, it has to be. A, there has to be a time jump because. Well, the, remember, the resistance now is about fourteen people. Yeah, they have. How to, many people can they have fit to in the regain, They have to regain. I was like like 30 <laughs> okay fit a lot of people maybe there's there. 30 people because remember they had 400 when holdo took over oh, she yeah. was like we also, got 400 one, troops one left. thing i know this is a little bit off topic but remember the guy from force awakens that uh jj abrams brought in that his fit one of his favorite actors that he had as an x-wing pilot yes we never saw him at all in last jedi did he no, make it did we he, never seen did him he live at all through? yeah he lived through it but we don't even see him well, at all but here's the other thing to keep in mind is that this movie takes place exactly right after yeah and we and, don't and it's see the him. same planet yeah it's the same planet and we just don't see him like he could well, be I guess dead we could assume or he could be on a different mission or something because uh, we could we, who knows this is actually gonna tie into i was i was playing battlefront 2 and i finished the dlc campaign the dlc ends with some of the characters on a star destroyer where they steal the plans for the dreadnought that's in Last Jedi, and as they steal the plans, the Starkiller base blows up right in front of them. So there's other Resistance members; they're just scattered around. There's in little tiny groups. Okay, but see, here's they're doing this, little missions. Maybe okay, he's but, on one of those missions. Okay, but I don't this know. goes back to what I was just saying. Yeah, you take everything and turn it into canon. But it is it is canon. It's been officially no, said no, as canon. I don't care. No, the, see, that's the whole point. Oh, okay. Then we're no, done here. I can't, you, you, <laughs> it's canon, Dad. Who can, no, you can't just say everything, everything is canon. Everything now, from ever since Disney took over, everything is canon, <laughs> Dad. I don't care if they say that till they're blue in the face. It's canon. You, you, you're watching a movie. You have to. You only have to rely on what like the in, movie's like giving you. Like in Rogue you. One, they had the, the, the ghost. You know, that's from Rebels. That's irresponsible filmmaking. That's Saw Gerrera. That's irresponsible filmmaking. If you make a movie, you can't expect your audience to be buying the books, watching the TV show, and playing the video games and but buying they are. the toys. <laughs> Not all of them. Only the insane, crazy ones. But like, but here's the thing: when they when they handled uh, Saul Guerrero, they didn't give him the backstory, and like, it, 
honestly, if I hadn't watched Clone Wars, I think I would have just rolled with it and been like, oh, this guy's... They, they took him no. for the movie. Fine. I mean, the movie makes it official then. Yeah. The movie makes him a real character. When well, Clone uh, Wars was always canon. Uh, but remember, when Lucas was in charge, there were different levels of canon, and they weren't all equally on the same level. Well, yeah, but but now they are, now it is. Clone Wars is on the same amount of well, canon. Well, I as don't Rebels. accept that. I don't care. I don't care how many times Bob Eisner tells there's, me it's all canon. There's the aftermath books, which no, take place in I don't between, care. and the aftermath books connect with this game, no. and everything connects. No. Then, yeah, you, you, you can't do that because then it's impossible possible for your average viewer to be informed that's why i feel like this movie when you go to a movie you're supposed to get all the needed parts from the movie you want to get extra parts good go get the extra parts but you're supposed to you're not supposed to be left like what the hell does this mean oh we got to read the book no 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 i don't have to read any book i i have to watch a movie yeah but you have to play the video No, no 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 i don't have to play a video game that's extra that's the 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 bonus round i mean i agree with you on that but it's it's all the same level of canon to me. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like I understand that. Like oh, like we watched we watched Force Awakens and then the Phasma book comes out. Oh cool, yeah. Let's read the Phasma book and then they have a comic about how Phasma gets out of the Death Star. Okay, but Kyle, and I'm like, yeah, that's Kyle, good. That's called marketing and yeah, merchandising. But it's you all have canon. to be able to know when somebody's taking you for a ride. And you're being taken for a ride yeah. if you are expected to know everything under the sun. But I don't care because I do know everything under the sun, oh, so it's okay. So I don't loud. care. Oh. <laughs> I know almost everything, honestly. Oh. I'm happy to say I know well, almost everything. I, 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 I think it's easy to say that, that again, I, I'm going to say the same thing I said before. After the second viewing, I like the film a little better. And Me that's too. because I kind of overlooked I kind of said, all right, this is ridiculous. Give me the next part. And, there, and then came the next part. When you really start to think about it, there's huge, huge holes in this movie. I love the beginning of the movie. I love the end of the movie. The middle was just a mishmash with a whole bunch of sprinkles all I, over I it. agree with that, too. I just... To me, it didn't affect me as much, I guess. I just... I don't know if it was because I'm younger. I don't know. It's just... I was fine with the movie overall. Everything was great to me. Well, I guess we'll have to, at this point, wait and see what happens next. We are getting the Han Solo movie. We know that yeah. uh, <laughs> mired yeah. in a whole Suppo bunch of yeah, controversy depending yeah. on, on you know, the previous two directors that were fired. And then uh, Ron Howard takes over, yeah, which, also, uh, you know, Ron Howard to me doesn't scream, oh my God, thank God we got Ron Howard. No, yeah. Ron Howard's uh, kind of like a also, mediocre director are, these there days. There are things like circulating around that the actor who's playing Han Solo, I think his name is like Aldrich... Aldrich something yeah, yeah, yeah. he apparently he's needed a dialogue and an acting coach oh, on a set like yeah. all the time and like apparently he can't act oh. which I, I just feel like something like that how would Disney screw that up like on the first like chance you know like that doesn't to me that doesn't make sense because like if they were going to reshoot everything then they would have just gotten rid of him or something by then you know I just don't feel like they would have he would be that bad if well, this is uh this movie is uh 2018 I'm, summer yeah. allegedly. I'm really I'm really excited for Donald Glover to be Lando because that's like the first that was the first thing I thought of for a young Han Solo movie. If they're gonna get Lando, it has to be Donald. And Glover. to see the continuation of this particular story or the re-rebooting of this story because it almost feels like they're rebooting this particular trilogy. You know, every time they change directors, we'll see what 
J.J. Abrams does. You know, I would love to know if J.J. Abrams, and I've been hearing some, you know, some other interviews or people are claiming, I don't know for sure, that J.J. Abrams set things up knowing that somebody else was going to take over and do whatever they wanted. So he really didn't think about it too much in terms of even he himself coming up with a reasonable answer. Remember, J.J. Abrams has a reputation, especially if you remember the the Lost uh, days, and he even admitted, you know, he set up the mythology of Lost and then handed the show over to somebody else to then figure it out. Here, I'm going to create these mysteries, these MacGuffins. Now it's your turn to figure out and flesh them out and explain these mysteries. And it almost kind of feels like this is what he did here. He created all these mysterious, very important sounding things, and then, boop, turn it over to somebody else and the person did something completely different i don't know if he's happy or pissed off about it or or who cares or whatever uh, the point is that he's now back you know in the mix he's now writing because he's got a he's apparently all these directors have to write their own scripts or something i don't understand how they work i just don't understand that so what does he do at this point does he continue from the last jedi and keep the Last Jedi stuff? Does he then contradict stuff that Ryan Johnson did for the first time so that he can go back to his stuff? Or does he just completely ignore his original film, the second film, and now throws a whole bunch of new rules, you know, into the mix with the ninth film? Who knows? And this is coming out in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I, and also, just going back to the, the Han Solo movie, I hope they push it back to the winter. Also, just because I feel like they're going to need to fix some things still obviously just to get the the right advertising out because they haven't advertised anything yet for right the i mean movie, other than the poster that's yeah, it i mean i i don't think the film would suffer from a lack of advertising but it's just that we're already used to you know a year-long marketing yeah, that, campaign that's the thing that's what i'm worried because i like i feel like you're gonna see least... han solo i'm gonna get like sick because i'm gonna be like there's no I star mean, wars in december remember, we saw uh the last jedi the first trailer we'll came out it. during during celebration in april yeah the movie came out in december so the, it was like uh what like a like an eight month period of yeah. of building up and building up and building up yeah and now this movie is coming out in five months i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a a trailer until toy fit or not they would i don't know i feel I, like they're gonna do it maybe for like new year's or something they gotta do the super bowl like or super bowl super oh bowl. definitely the super bowl super bowl yeah it's gotta it's be always the super that's bowl. the only excuse you can have <laughs> unless they just drop it out of the blue in the in any any old stupid day in january you know who yeah. knows i because I, I i feel like if they're not gonna do it during the super bowl like maybe they'll do it during the ball drop for New Year's? Oh, that would be something. That but they would, would have been advertising it already. Because like I remember they did that for Spider-Man, I think, for Spider-Man 2, and they had a guy dressed up as Spider-Man on the thing. That was, that was stupid. Yeah. No, the whole movie was they, stupid. They, yeah, they, they can't do their normal San Diego Comic-Con, Celebration. Yeah, because there's nothing. There's, toy no, fair, there's no conventions toy, up until I that mean, point. Toy, but here's the crazy part. Toy Fair, they need to start pumping these toys. These yeah, toys have to be manufactured they're, they're, already. They're, they have, they, they are probably, they have, um, don't they I have the yes, Lego? Lego revealed the, the names of the, they, of the, of they, the they leaked the names of the uh, the Black Series figures yeah. they're coming out with they have something called a, a Ranger Trooper mm. which because and I think it's from one of the set pictures I saw where it's like a Scout Trooper but it has like these black these like uh, these gray armored arms and it has like this cool speeder and uh, this was like months ago I saw this but they're doing apparently two two different Han Solo figures for the for the Black Series they're doing a new Lando and they're doing um, some other droid, and then they're going to release t- 
Tarkin, which is from from uh, Rogue One. Do you One think and, they'll do yeah. some sort of flashback of allegedly Han Solo rescuing Chewbacca? I think that's how the movie is going to start because supposedly there's a trailer that. But hasn't are they supposed been, to be a lot younger than than what they're? They're like they're, they're like twenty twenty two or, or something. Yeah, it's it's when they meet. I think is the beginning of the movie, and then I think Lando maybe, maybe factors they jump in. a few years. Or something. Yeah, I, I don't think they're jumping a few years. I think it's all supposed to be one story or something and if the falcon is and in Paul, the movie Paul Bettany's in it too he's playing right, a, he's right. playing a, like a gangster and if, if the yeah. falcon is in it that means that we get to see him win the falcon yeah. with those dice with the golden dice yeah and i i i feel like the movie has potential to be good but at the same time with all the controversy it has a, pro- a possibility to be bad yeah. and i feel like it's definitely not going to make as much money as any of the other new Star Wars films that came out. Yeah. We'll I feel see. like it's going to make less money because number one, the marketing campaign, the casual viewers not going to know until like the week or two after it comes out. Like, cause I, I just, yeah, but remember, remember even the Marvel films, you're getting multiple films a year. Yeah. I know. So well, Star yeah. Wars, we're only getting one a year. So yeah. Marvel, like everybody knows when the Marvel movies come out. Like that's, that's, that's something like because they, they can't go to the movies without seeing something for the next Marvel movie. Yeah, it's always the next. You always see at least two trailers. As long for as something. somebody goes to the movies, they're going to go to at least one of those Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, this is good because now we have a different perspective on the Last Jedi, and and once again you have my perspective again. And like I said, I did see it a second time, and the second time was a lot uh, easier for me to watch. I can't tell you that it that the movie is any better the second time around because it is not because I unfortunately I I have this stupid habit of thinking about the story instead of just enjoying the ride Um, but as I said before it is not a horrible film it is just not the best and just like Kyle said I, I, I would rank from the new ones, yes, I would definitely throw Rogue One as a better one and The Force Awakens especially as part of this trilogy, a better one than the second one, than this particular one. So thanks, Kyle, for giving us, uh, you know, your two cents on this. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. We talked about The Last Jedi once again, this being the second (laughs) in a trilogy, which doesn't really feel like a second in a trilogy. Uh, This time around, I had Kyle, my son, join me and giving me his perspective. Again, you know, granted, he, you know, he's a different age range. He's a different demographic. He's even slightly uh, towards the end of the target audience. You know, I, I imagine these type of films are now more geared towards younger, teenager-y kind of kids, not us, you know, mid-40s, original trilogy people. You've gotten a different point of view, and you will get a new one in a couple of weeks when we do our final review with somebody who's really, really old school when it comes to uh, The Last Jedi with a slightly different opinion, and you'll get a better range of what we're talking about with this huge division when it comes to this film. So on behalf of everybody here, we'd like to thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. Walking up the ramp, walking through the hallway. I flash back to when I was a kid and with the action figures inside. Suddenly I had like a big lump in my throat. <laughs> this is how they... This is how it gets you. Camera set, here we go, stand by. And action. Ryan is doing many unexpected things and taking characters in new directions. 
the individual stories of these characters are elevated and made fresh and new. That's what I love about Ryan's approach to the story. It's like a real journey of discovery. Gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. First time shooting with Mark, first time shooting with Daisy. First time shooting a Star Wars movie, and we got some cool stuff. Sad like a dog whimper. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Ryan's wonderful personality is all over this film. There's too many of everybody. I misjudged this. He has flaws in other areas. I just don't know about them. <laughs> There's the weird thing that happens when it's being built and when you first show up on it, you're kind of overwhelmed by it all. And then you get into the nitty gritty of working on it. Ready and action! And naturally, that level of it goes away and you find yourself just focused on making the scene work, getting the shots, and then once in a while you're taking a little break and sitting back and you look around. You get the holy crap moment again. Concentrated work split up by holy craps. Cut it. Cut Beautiful, Gwen. Very nice. Got it. If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2018. This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long.